Hey everybody, Andrew here. I am super excited to announce our Kickstarter, launching at the end of January 2016. With this Kickstarter, we hope to raise funds to help improve audio quality, hop into the video side of things, and bring you a few new shows that we've been sitting on for quite a while. Mainly, an RPG show called Dice and Sheet. I know, we love our puns here. If you can't wait until January to help us out, go ahead and head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash cards and chit to donate now. Thank you for your support, and I cannot wait to see what 2016 has in store. Yes. Cards and chit episode 65. Tesla versus Edison, War of Currents. Hi there, I'm Andrew. I'm Adrian. I'm Jan. And we are Cards and Shit. Today with us we have a very special guest. Hello, I'm Glory Hound. And you are the only Men in Black member uh, here in Arizona? Uh, No, there's several of us here in Arizona, but um, I'm in the East Valley, so I take care of all the stores and people in the East Valley. And Men in Black is, of course, Steve Jackson's uh, demo group. Yep, our demonstration team, um, and we are across the United States, so if you check with your local game store, there, there might be a Men in Black there, and we just teach games. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> what? Teaching games? Yeah. I love teaching games when they're good. Yeah, if you like the game, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we met up at a Maricopa Con, a local convention here. I mean, you were in quite a few stuff. You had a copy of the Steampunk Munchkin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got a preview copy of Steampunk Munchkin, which was super awesome. And that was, uh, had a new artist, so it wasn't the normal artist on there. And uh, it's... I mean, steampunk is just great. The cards were amazing. Like, who doesn't like steampunk? <laughs> a little aside, that one yet. A little side, my, my, my mom and my stepdad actually went as steampunk people for Halloween. Nice. They had no idea what it was, and they just walk in the room, and they're like all full up, you know, spirit <laughs> Halloween store steampunk garb. And I'm like, dude, you guys like steampunk? She's like, oh, no, we're just like some 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 dudes. And I'm like, okay, here's, here's what steampunk is. <laughs> anyway, so, Adrian. Yeah. Do the thing? Do the thing. I'm going to do the salad. So we have Tesla versus Edison War of Currents. Current board game rank 1,854. With a strategy game rank of 814. And a user rating of 6.92 out of 10. Um, this one is designed by... Mm, is it, a, is it a name? It's a name. Well, the first name is Dirk. Uh, Niemeyer, I guess, is the last name. Um, John's going to have a stab at it. Okay. <laughs> I think Niemeyer is. Yeah, it's obviously Niemeyer. <laughs> obviously. The artists are Heiko Gunter and Jessica Riola. This one's published by Artana uh, this year, 2015. For two to five players, uh, ages 14 and up, and plays in about 90 minutes. There is no player count recommendation for this game yet. Is this was this a Kickstarter? This was thing? a Kickstarter, yes. Um, <clears throat> actually, in in crawling around Board Game Geek a little bit, um, a number of the uh, video reviews, specifically Rado's review of this, is still the Kickstarter version of this, um, which is vastly different uh, from what is on the table in front of us. Is it? Yeah. That's interesting. Oh uh, yeah, the prototype version went for about twice as long. In, oh. in, in rounds, and there were a number of, of very, very big differences uh, between uh, what they originally had wanted to produce and what 
got into stores. So. So they fixed a lot since then. They did. They did. Uh, yeah, that's what that tells me. Is they actually they listened to some they of their fixed backers some and, stuff. and they fixed a lot of stuff. So. Um, in Tesla versus Edison War of Currents, we are, uh, it's a points game. Points. That's how we win, we get points. Um, and we do this by increasing our stock value. Now, not just our stock value, but other players will increase their stock value as well. Where did... I'm, I'm explaining the game that we're about to play, so you kind of need to be here. You're just repeating words. No, she doesn't have a chair. Okay. Well, thank you. So, on your turn, uh, you're going to have uh, luminaries in front of you. <laughs> luminaries are our uh, people, uh, as well as dictating our actions. So we're going to start each with one luminary. Uh, choices of Edison and Tesla, obviously. Uh, but we also have Elihu Thompson, Sir Hiram Maxim, and Charles F. Brush uh, to be our uh, company heads. And we'll also get several other luminaries throughout the course of the game. Uh, the first thing we're going to do in phase one and phase two is we're going to auction off some luminaries, regular kind of auction phase sort of thing, uh, and then we'll jump into the actual game. So for each luminary that we have, we can take an action. Now, the first action that we have available is advancing in technology. There are three technologies. We have AC systems, light bulbs, and DC systems. Because you can have the system working all you want, but you got to get the light there somehow, so we also have to research bulb tech. Uh, when you're taking a research action, you'll take a luminary, flip them over, and if you've met the research requirement in both lightning bolts and gears, you can advance on the track. Now, if you advance on the track and you also have the money requirement met, you can file a patent for that technology. Edison is really good at that, uh, which will benefit you when people advance on the uh, map up here at the top. That's a good theming. That's funny. They'll have to pay you money, basically. Yeah. Um, You'll also notice Tesla actually can't. Tesla cannot do that because he <laughs> has no money stack. Oh, wow, that's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of really good theming in the characters here. Uh, so that's how we advance on technology. Um, that'll be required to advance on the board at the top. Uh, the second action we have is engaging in propaganda, because that was a big uh, part of this, the cell between the AC and DC systems. If I can't murder an elephant with electricity... You can! Yes! Uh... Yes! You absolutely can. That is one of the cards. Uh, so we have these propaganda cards over here. Um, when you engage in propaganda, um, you'll use your propaganda stat, which is the uh, megaphone bullhorn thing here, and you'll be able to adjust one of the two fame tracks. So the company track is just turn order, so that's how that will adjust. And then we have the AC-DC fame track, which will increase the stock price of either AC or DC technology, depending on which side it's on, to the point of also negatively affecting the opposite tech. That's cool. Okay. Then we have visits to the stock market. Stocks are how you're going to win this game, okay? Uh, you can buy or sell stock certificates of either your company or other players' companies, and buying and selling stock is going to increase or decrease their value based on the game phase that we're in, phase one, two, or three. There's a lot of multiplying by game phase in this, which can get kind of weird to track, but it, it actually makes a, a lot of sense. Uh, so when we're buying stock, uh, the price of it is the square that it's currently on, um, and again, it'll adjust up or down. Uh, I'll get into the specifics of that kind of off mic. The last action that we have is investing in a project, which are up here on the map. So when we're investing in a project, there's a couple things that we need to, uh, to check first. First is our tech level. So every city that's here has a number listed in Roman numerals. To claim a project in that city, you must have either AC or DC of that level and bulb tech of that level. 
Okay. Then we look at the icon that's being used to represent the city. So if we look at Cincinnati, it's a mid-level city. So its base cost for investment is 8K. So you pay the 8K plus a region, uh, what's it called? A regional reputation penalty. So this won't do anything for your first claim, but if there are any cities between cities that you've already claimed, you'll pay $1,000 times game phase per city. So if you're already in Cincinnati and you're trying to build in Pittsburgh, Columbus is in between. So in phase one, that's an extra grand that you have to pay out. Does that extend all the way from, like, say, Cincinnati to Boston? Yep. Yep. Okay, so it's it's encouraging clusters. It's encouraging clusters, yes. Yeah. But, out. but you can skip over if you need to or if someone else has already invested in something that's in your way. For the cities, can you invest in a city that somebody else is already in? Uh, only one per square. Philadelphia and New York okay. are the only, or sorry, and Chicago, but we won't be playing in Chicago. Um, yeah, if there's more, more than one square there, multiple people can invest in it, but if there's only one, you're cut off. Okay. Um, you will get a discount if your luminary has a money rating of $1,000 per money rating. And you have to pay patent holders. So if you're using a tech that somebody else patented, John, um, <laughs> you will have to pay them $1,000 per tech level. So if you're building that level four in Cincinnati and John has somehow patented both level four AC and level four bulbs, that's eight grand that goes to John. You must pay all of these values before you can invest in a city. So you have to pay the base price, plus your distance, Minus your discount and the patents before you can put a cube there. There's no way to discount patents. There's no way to discount patents. Um, and once you claim a city, you will advance your stock price as well. Claiming patents is also another way to increase the stock of your company. So we're going to do this for six turns. And whoever has the most impressive stock portfolio at the end will win. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, Emperor. Rah. Okay, I'm going to invest in bulb technology. Sure you are. Because that's a thing that you do. I don't think I like stock games. No, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. 2003. 4. 5. 6. 7. 8. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> I'm gonna buy some stock. I've got a plan. Do you? I do. Plans are good. So selling so me. Hard. You're like, hey, you better make That's a lot right, of money. You better do this and I was just for like, me. <laughs> you will need a calculator to tally your points at the end of this game. I'm just Three. telling you that. Cat, you disappointed me. <laughs> what? I want to make fun of Andrew's obsession with uh, game pieces, but I've gotten enough returns for stupid stuff and broken that yeah. gamers are also doing. All right, and we're back. Yes, we are. We played Tesla vs. Edison War of Currents. John won. 623? To nobody's surprise. <laughs> I think I was the closest to him with 5 what? 530 something? 534. I came in third only because Kat didn't do her math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with 425. It was such a, a huge like advance in that like it wasn't worth it. Which the, is not what yeah. I've seen typically in this game. Really? It's usually it's a closer, closer uh, point spread. Hmm. But John and I kind of ran away with patents pretty early, which... Well, yeah, and if you have people that are playing the game that already know what they're doing, then it's easier to oh, go that, ahead that, and do that. Yeah, That's always the case, Absolutely. Right? So, Kat, 
what okay. uh, what points would you like to make on this? Uh, where do you want to start? Wherever you like. <laughs> we can start with game components. Sure. I can do that. <laughs> game that's, components that's your thing. I'm out. <laughs> are super awesome. Like, uh, I really like the board. It I looks love nice. This money. I love, yeah, the money is super awesome. The money is gloss board. It's single cord card. Yep. The playing cards are like super heavy duty. They might be double cord, the if only, that's even a thing. If, if I had one to rip, I would. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that they could have done to upgrade the components would be to make the little cubes actual cities. Like, other than that, everything was like. Well, you know, and they're used for other things. But yeah, yeah, if they had made individualized. Yeah, pieces. and that would have been like the only other upgrade as far as components would have been. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the board and everything, components are nice. It's a beautiful wrapped board. It's a matte finish, which I'm a sucker for. You are. Um, <laughs> the, I'm, the graphic design in this is absolutely stunning for me. Uh, everything is super simple and straightforward, but it portrays like a whole bunch of whatever. Blah, blah, it blah, looks stuff. more complicated than it is. Yes. Those words. Those words. Yeah. Um, the map up top is absolutely great. It, it's got a lot of information, but it's just not too busy. When it very well could have been. Um, there are a few points where text and type and boxes don't line up quite as well as they should. Also, what happened to the top of Michigan? <laughs> it's just gone. It's, just, it's gone. <laughs> Literally gone. Dude, all right. This is an alternate universe where Tesla could have won out over Edison. So. This is true. <laughs> For all we know, Michigan couldn't have existed. This is an alternate universe in which people say, you know what, I'll buy some stock in Tesla. <laughs> Which didn't well, happen because nobody played Tesla in this game. Hey, nope. last game Tesla won off patents. This is true. That's definitely true. alternate reality. This is true. <laughs> All right, so it looks nice. Beautiful. How does it play? That is not something that I can touch on. Okay. Not uh, for new gamers. It's like, def this is not definitely, for new gamers. No, this, this, this is a heavier yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. Well, not too terrible. Would you, would, technically medium? I, I'd go medium heavy on this. Okay. I'd go medium heavy on this. Uh, mostly because you are so restricted in your choices. Um, there are four actions you can take. In most games, where it's like, oh, I have one of four actions I can take. Really, they're interchangeable. They're not no. in this game at all. No, no, no. Um, early game, phase one, maybe phase two. Well, usually phase two is like, oh, look at all the tech I'm building. And then... At some point, the tech becomes irrelevant because it's not beneficial to do anything. And my issue with the tech is whoever gets super far ahead in that tech race will just have so much more power over other people. That's not necessarily true. Go ahead. Because if you're also fighting the uh, the stock system, you're buying and selling stock, you have so much money, and you're also probably spinning that propaganda wheel, uh, which yes. gets you even more money. So you have so much money that you don't really care that you're paying out to the patents. You're building up early in the best cities because you didn't worry about stopping for patents. You just jumped ahead to get the tech you needed to buy the cities you want. Once you have those cities, you're getting points much faster than anybody else because they're still fighting this little little dog fight down here for the tech trees, and you are above that, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There are there are there are multiple paths to victory. But you have to decide early. You have to decide early. Yes. And that is something that I didn't do, and that soiled my play experience absolutely. But that is something that I do enjoy. Is if you spot that early on, i.e., not a first play. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do have four different options that you can then build your empire on. So it gives you the very... Propaganda is really a supplementary option. I disagree. Propaganda is actually a very big deal. 
Uh, it can completely decide who wins in the ACDC system. So sure, I can get... You're absolutely absolutely right. You can't win off propaganda alone, is what I'm saying. Fair enough. But it can definitely turn the tide very greatly, one way or the other. Almost like real propaganda. Almost like real propaganda. Okay, so let's go back to the medium-heavy thing real quick. So there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of interchangeable bits and mechanics here. So it's complex, but is it deep? No. No. Yeah. I wouldn't say that at all. Now. Once you know your general path to victory, you just need to make sure you can stay on it. And right. adapt to other players. There's there's, right. there's a lot of confusion between the complexity of a game. Oh yeah, the, the complexity of this game. game is high. The depth is no. No, yeah. Get stock win game. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the depth. That problem and solution. So get thing. stock win game. You guys are firm that the, that the more stock you have, that doesn't... Al- the better stock. The better the stock better the have. stock you have, that doesn't lend toward the win more aspect. No, because no. say uh, early on, uh, or even mid-game, if either of these guys decided to invest heavily in Edison, all my, my strategy of invest only in me would have tanked me because right. they would have earned just as many points as me. However, I don't have money in them, yep. so I don't get their points. Right. So every time they get a stock of mine, it negates that entire stock of mine to me. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Effectively, if the other three players, or however many other players, buy out all the stock of one player, that first player, the, the, the preferred stock becomes much less valuable. Since we're on stock market, <laughs> the ability to reverse kingmake. It's interesting. Expand on that. It's, it's interesting because it feels still very realistic because when you know you look at the real world stock market, it climbs very slowly but drops very quickly. Also, I'm not too. Sh- I'm not actually that worried about the reverse king making. I'm not worried about uh, it. because like you, it's not. I don't even think it's really there because like I'm. I'm okay. I'm over here. You guys sell me off. Sure. Uh, that brings me down in points. All right. That now makes my stock more affordable both to me, which will help me climb back up, and it helped me out earlier in the game by bu- you guys buying it, cost me nothing, and moved me up these, this track, it, which right. also got me more money, which also is getting me more points. It does long-term balance. It really depends on when it happens. Like, at the end of the game there, had I been an idiot, I could have sold off your stock. Yes, but that wouldn't have actually done anything enough. to me. Yeah. Anything. I don't think it, it really would have made a big enough impact, basically, is right. what you're saying. For, yeah. for the strategy that you took, it wouldn't have had an impact. Sure. But if Andrew had sold off one of my stock, that would have had a larger impact on me. Yeah, but we wouldn't have done that, though, because there was already somebody wouldn't in the lead have. and stuff. Yeah, right. so like... But it, other factors taken into consideration. In this game, it didn't happen. It's, well, it's almost not worth it to sell it if you have somebody that's doing well. And that's the problem. Is because, like, okay, I could have sold mine at any time, but I'm like, well, that one's making the most points. Right. So it almost makes it irrelevant. Uh, but you can redirect your funds. On that particular funds. one. You can redirect your funds, too, like I did with, so, with you. And like, diversify. Uh, he could have potentially, like, sold off me mm-hmm. and then spent reinvested that all on you, which would remove you up. Right. And me down, making your stock much more valuable, mine much less valuable, and it would have hurt me super hard because that would have taken the 
entire row of points off of all seven of my Edison stock. Right, but then you're saying you you would also buy yourself back at that I could point try to buy myself because back. Because your stock yes. is lower. But you're you're now higher, so all that has really happened there net is you've become more, and I've got a, a smaller window between us. Well, and depending on how much money I have at that point, I can sell off your one stock and then buy one of hers, one of his, one of mine. That's what I'm saying. And there's 200 points. Yes. Mm -hmm. Stock's harder to recover from the lower on the tree you are. Yeah. Because if you're at the bottom, it takes you a lot more buying your stock back to climb back up. Right. But it's much easier to buy yourself back up. It is. Yeah. So it's that but as it's a, it's a very overall on the bottom is more expensive. Overall, the stock market in a bubble is a very balanced set of mechanics. Sure. Because it works like a real stock market, or as uh, as close as we can get. So, it's, uh, working like a real stock market, the, the stock market is very much a big part of this game. It's, it is, is this, the game. It is the yeah. game. How does this stock market compare to other stock market games? Do you have experience? I mean, they all work basically the same. Mm -hmm. This one, I feel that you have to put more thought into this one than in other games. Um, because generally a stock market game... There are fewer restrictions on what you can do, and so it. I can't think of any examples right now, which is mm -hmm. terrible of me. <laughs> um, but there's generally fewer restrictions, so you can buy, sell, do whatever, trade. You know, the, the restrictions aren't there, and so it's a little more freeform. This is very heavily restricted and expensive. It's very expensive. They should have made, though, I think, like the top of the board more important because yes. it does move you up at certain points. But other than that, at the end game, like there's your money's not worth anything, your patents aren't worth anything, the board isn't worth anything. I've got like, a bullet point for that as well, actually. Oh. Top of the board, I feel as if the top of the board is a catch up mechanic in and of itself. That is what I view that as. It is of where course, all of my points came from. It is where all of your points mm -hmm. came from, exactly. So if you're not doing well in the stock market, i.e., me, or you're not doing good in the patents, i.e., me, you can try as hard as you can in the map, get up to the higher profit value. But see, that's that's where propaganda plays a big role as well. Yes, it does. Because if you aren't doing well in patents, then you need to engage more propaganda to keep the cash flow. This is correct. So it's it's not. I I don't consider it to be a catch-up mechanic. I I would qualify it as an alternate path. Very good. But you have to use propaganda with it. Yes. Otherwise, it's going to fail. Did you have a point? Uh, more or less the same as his. It okay. was just, it's not really a catch-up mechanic, it's its there. It's one of the paths to victory. Victory, so, John, you lapped the board? <laughs> or something? And he, we don't. He, he got past the board. He got past the 77 uh, point value there, and we don't exactly know <laughs> what happened there. There's no there. official ruling on it. There's not, also not a thread on Board Game Geek, however there is now, and hopefully somebody will yeah. touch on that. So. One last thing that I want to touch on before we I'd go. I'd like to point out, though, yeah. even if I could not go past 77, I still won this game. <laughs> By how much, though? Five points. Five points. Five points. <laughs> well, that closes the window. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk about theme. Sure, let's talk about theme. Let's talk about theme. Because this is my thing. This is your thing. Go ahead. Um, so, to put it as succinctly as possible. Yes. Yes, yes, all the yes. The theme of this game is amazing and it comes through in every single piece of this game. Let's start with the starting people, the starting luminaires. Mm -hmm. Tesla, Edison, Brush, Maxim, and Thompson. Um, their powers and their abilities and their stats reflect the people that existed. 
The fact that Tesla has no money is hilarious to me. Because it means you can't patent a damn thing. <laughs> Edison, having all the money in the world, can just ignore the money costs for yeah. everything. Of the, course, symbolizing his massive company that he... Right. The other luminaries that come out, though I don't know them as well, we see the same thing happen. Um, That's by far, like, the best the part of this game. J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. Literally only two purchasing power. He's <laughs> the only thing with two purchasing power, sir. Yeah. yeah. He's the only person that has two purchasing power. But... J.P. Morgan, right. thematically, that's awesome. Right. So here's the thing. With the starting people, their special abilities make some of the symbols on them redundant. Sure, like Tesla has three electric, but doesn't actually pay any attention to electric when moving along the train. Or Edison with the money. Uh and that, actually matters. Well, that actually matters, because the money can be used in other things. Tesla's specifically, I will give you, but it does grant it for the entire company. So what that means is that going forward, you don't have to buy people with electric at all. You can just invest in gears. So it, it makes it makes him having the symbol irrelevant. <laughs> but, however, in the future expansions, those values will be taken into account. Um, the expansions have not been announced yet, I believe, but, but they will be coming. They have announced that there will be I think. I think I will invest in expansion potential for this game. Yeah. Um, because I definitely see it here. There's definitely a little rebalancing with the viability of Paths to Victory that I think needs to happen. And the expansion could easily accomplish that. So for me, I will invest in those expansions. So you investing in expansions, bring, play, pass, or recommend. Oh, <laughs> frick. Um, I, for this, am at a play. And as I've said with so many other games, the only reason I will not bring this one is because I don't want to teach it. <laughs> yes. This is, this is one of those ones where you look at it and I tell you how to play and you go, what? Yep. Other than that, yeah, I'm down for this one. John? I would bring this, because this is always rated assuming ideal group, and the ideal group already knows how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um, I like the game, and I like playing it, however, I would not purchase it, because, um, well, along the lines of, you would have to explain the game to people, and only a certain type of gamer is going to play this game. Um, and I like my games to be more well-rounded well for all players, you know. So that sounds like a play. Yeah. A play. Yeah, well, yeah, I would absolutely play it, yeah. If, if, I mean, you brought this over tomorrow, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Give this it is awesome. Shot. Yeah, I, now I know what I'm doing. Let's do this. Like, yeah. it was fun. But um, since it's not for everybody, it probably wouldn't join my board game collection. Fair enough. I would say a play as well. Um, this is one that I did not grasp entirely. I saw it on your face. <laughs> I'm still seeing it on your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did enjoy it. There are enough appealing aspects here that I want to continue to explore the system. So I would say that's pretty overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Yeah. No brings, unfortunately. No, I brought it. No. Oh, you John brought it. Yeah. John brought it. And he okay. technically brought it because he's assuming best group and therefore <laughs> brought it. I would definitely be interested true. in seeing the expansion for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I like it enough to be curious about that part. Um, so I want to call back to something I said in the first half yeah. about the um, original version and how vastly different it was. There were nine turns over three phases in the No, I wouldn't do that. Too long. Yeah. Um, 
and there were there were some other things, but that's the biggest thing. Is it was going too long. Our playthrough took us an hour and twenty. Yeah. And that was with a lot of humming and hawing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. You had to take a call. <laughs> I did have to take a call. There yeah, was that. that was a terrible person. All right, so overall positive uh, reviews for Tesla vs. Edison War Currents. I'm Adrian. I'm Andrew. I'm John. Gloryhound. Work cards and shit. We will see you guys next time. This episode of Cards and Shit was produced by Andrew Spindler and Adrian Maybe. All music and sound effects used in this episode are used under the Creative Commons license and are property of their respective owners. If you like our show, please check out our website at cardsandshit.com or go ahead and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cardsandshit. For episode suggestions, questions, comments, or just about anything else, send us an email to cardsandshit at gmail.com. Until next time, John wins. (laughs) 